Coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City, it's the Journey to Eternity podcast, hosted by Louisa and Mike Serignano. In every episode, we are committed to giving God glory by helping Christians use the Word of God to navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. So welcome to the show. I'm Louisa. And I'm Mike. And we are a married Christian couple on a journey Journey to to eternity. eternity. For those of you who don't know us or are new to this podcast, Louisa and I are sinners saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are members of New Hyde Park Baptist Church in Long Island, New York. However, this is not a church podcast and any opinions or views that we share belong to us and are not reflective of our pastors, elders, or our church in general. So here we are, babe. Episode number four. How about that? Yes, honey. It's been an awesome journey so far. This will be the first episode that we record here in 2021. Yeah. And we're looking forward to uh, a really good year of uh, speaking the truth and helping our brothers and sisters. Amen. So let's get into it. Today's episode is titled, Are You a Martha or a Mary? We're going to look at the story of these two biblical sisters, both friends of our Lord Jesus Christ, but quite different in their personality and the way that they show reverence to him. The way our Lord reacts to them may surprise you. But before we get started, let's pray. Oh, Father God, we offer up this podcast to you, that you would use it to glorify your name. We ask you to keep us humble, knowing that it's only through your power that we can speak the truth. Help us to handle your word carefully, that we might honor you in everything we say, and that you would open the ears of our listeners so they might know you better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As our Lord Jesus traveled from town to town, he counted on local disciples to open up their homes to him and his traveling party. One such place was the home of Martha and Mary, two sisters whose brother Lazarus was miraculously raised from the dead after four days in the tomb. They are mentioned several times in the gospel which leads us to believe that they had an intimate relationship with Jesus. And the first of them comes in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, and it reads like this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Okay, babe, let's talk about the difference between Martha and Mary. What do we notice about Martha? Well, the first thing is that Martha was hospitable. She opened up her home to Jesus. And back in the Old Testament, that was something that was commonplace. That was something that everybody did. Right. And Scripture backs up that God was wanting people to do that. Uh, Clearly, the, the, the Israelites were traveling nomadic types of people. Mm -hmm. So they traveled from time to time and and they, they, they needed a, a they place, needed a place to, to stay. They needed a place to sleep. So people just opened up their homes, and, and that's what we do as Christians. Right, and Scripture backs that up. In Hebrews 
chapter 13 in verse 2, it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some people have entertained angels unawares. Mm. And if you really think about that, mm. I don't know when was the first time that Martha opened her home to Jesus, but uh, she got a lot more than an, an angel. angel okay? yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that the first time that Jesus stayed in her house, Martha was not aware that he was the son of God. So I again, it's happened also, uh, happened to Abraham back in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a, a precedence for for being hospital. Uh, again, First Peter chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. So if we go back to uh, the passage of Luke chapter 10, uh, Martha really didn't have the best attitude. She uh, sure didn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was that sister. <laughs> she, she did not have the best attitude, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. But she did open her home. Yeah. And uh, her task was to prepare a meal. So when somebody stopped into your house... It was automatic that you would would start cooking because people came hungry and people wanted to be fed. Right. And they got the whole bowl of wax. This wasn't like, okay, you know... You didn't get a sandwich. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get a sandwich and a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Scripture always, um, always backs this up. Romans 12... Verse 13 says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So if you really look at what Martha was doing, it was really a good thing. She was serving. You you know, she opened her home and who knows how many people were traveling with Jesus. I mean, we we are sure that he had his 12 disciples with them, but we don't know who else was with him. So it could have been really a lot of people. It could have been a tribe of people. And that means that this is, she has to cook. For all these people, they have to prepare, you know what I'm saying? And it's just nonstop serving. Right. And it was clear that that this really threw Martha for a loop. Um, we don't know if Jesus showed up unannounced. Uh, even if she had time to prepare, it still was, was quite a bit to prepare for. It's work. So, it, again, it, it made her anxious. It made her worried. Um, it also made her upset. Right. Because you know. she was doing it all by herself. and Where was Mary? Mary was <laughs> inside at the feet of Jesus. Right. So I guess, you know, Martha was in the kitchen and she was... And, and Martha, Martha was, was distracted. She was anxious. You know, she was worried because she knew that there was too much to do on her own. Right. You know? And she needed help. Right. So Mary was her sister. And I'm sure that Martha was used to Mary being in the kitchen with her. And this time, where was Mary? She was nowhere to be found except at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if we we look back again at uh, the passage, uh, she actually got upset not only at Mary. But she got upset with Jesus. She got upset with Jesus. (laughs) Go figure. So she went to Jesus and she goes, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Imagine talking to Jesus that way. No. I, I don't, mean, babe. <laughs> I, I, I guess at this point she, she had a, enough of a relationship with him that she was bold yeah. enough to actually say that. But still, I, imagine, imagine. I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> yeah, but but think about, think about her, 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 her attitude. It was something about, I need help. You know, right. like, I can't do this all by myself. Like, I need for you to talk to her so she can come and help me. Right. Jesus. And, and the Lord really wasn't having any of that. Yeah. So. 
uh, again, uh, he, he rebukes her gently, of course. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. So mm-hmm. now we look at, well, what is that that's better? So we find Mary in the living room with Jesus. and I'm Sitting at his feet. I'm sure with all the men, which, right. again, was another thing that women really didn't do back then. Uh, a woman's place was in the kitchen. and Preparing, the, the making the meals. The men were the ones that sat and were taught. So she sat there. She's listening to Jesus preach the gospel. And what better way to hear it straight from the author's mouth? Right. And she worshipped him, and she listened, and, and she, she learned, meditated and, and she meditated on and his word. And did not care what Martha said. Right. She really didn't. She wasn't distracted by Martha's, I need help, I need help. She wasn't distracted by that. And again, Scripture backs this up. Proverbs 5, verse 1 says, My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding. Psalms 119 verse 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Mm-hmm. So if you look, there's this is what God wants from you. So when you talk about, okay, what what is earthly and what is eternal? So we see Martha in an earthly way doing earthly work mm-hmm. and we see Mary in an eternal way doing eternal work so I, I I love the fact that Jesus handles her in a way that's kind and gentle but he tells her really what it is that she needs to be looking at instead of worrying about the dishes and again you know what we have to always remember that serving is a good thing we're not saying that you're not supposed right. to serve okay but we always have to remember what comes before serving, and that's Jesus Christ. God has to be first place. Right. We return to their house again in John 12, verses 1 to 3. This event takes place on the Saturday before our Lord was crucified. It goes like this. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So we see a familiar theme here. It says, Martha served, the same role she played in Luke 10. And it repeats for Mary, who again is at the feet of our Lord, this time anointing him with perfume. And it was not just any old fragrance, but pure nard, which was the best you could offer for the time. So what do we notice about Martha? Serving again? Distracted? Detached from the proceedings? Yeah, I would have been detached too, because you have to remember, this was a, it was really basically a party for Jesus, okay? He was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. And I'm sure he everybody that he had with him was with him at this house. I know he had his disciples there and all Probably everybody that mother, was yeah, everybody brothers, that was yeah. with him mm-hmm. was there at this dinner and Martha had a lot of work to do. So yes, yeah, she was in the kitchen again serving and as a result, 
she really had no idea what was going on in the rest of the house, probably. So while serving is good, we have to remember that it's not really the best, and that's where Mary comes in. So what do we notice about Mary? Worshiping, focus, giving Jesus her best. So let's talk about pure nard. So pure nard was a very expensive perfume back in biblical times, and the reason it was so costly was because you could only get it in a specific area of India in the Himalayan mountains. So this was no ordinary perfume, and I'm sure that it was worth a lot of money. Uh, The Bible says that it was worth 300 denarii, which is a year's wage for a common person. So that was that's a lot of money. Right. It's not like my perfume, babe, where, you know. <laughs> well, your perfume, your perfume is pretty valuable, huh? No, <laughs> yeah, it's not I'm cheap. the one who buys it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not worth 300 denarii, but uh, it's not pure nard. I'll, right. I'll, I'll tell you that. But this ought to give you an idea about giving Jesus your best. Yes. Okay? So Mary deemed it worthy that she would anoint his feet with such a, an expensive and costly perfume. And Jesus didn't reject that. Jesus didn't look at her in a way like, why are you doing that, yeah. like, like Judas did. But, but Jesus actually knew why she was doing it, and it was because Jesus was on his way to, to die next week, and he looked at it as Mary... Um, Worshiping putting, him, he's yeah. Putting spices on his body because, because that's was, what they did back in that day right. when, when somebody died. So again, nobody nobody really knew this, but that's that's where Jesus was going. So he looked at it as a way of worship, and he looked at he he wants us to give us our best, always right? As and well. that's and I think that's what she did. She gave Jesus her best. So let's finish with a couple of questions and a couple of points. The first question is, are we intentionally looking to hear God's word above all else? If we want to be intentional, Mary is the perfect example of putting God's word above all else. I mean, she just made a conscious decision. I am going to sit at God's feet to listen to his word. The serving part didn't come up for her. No matter how her sister was acting and reacting, she just sat down and said, this is the priority for me right now. Another way to look at it is Martha's service was temporary. It would be gone the next day. So you look at it. Okay, so she cooked, all right? Food gets eaten. She served. Right. Dishes. And served. Dishes get piled up. They get washed. They get put back. They get used again. Right. It, it, it's, you know, you clean your house. It gets dirty the next day. So, So so again, if you think about it, Martha lays down at night, and the only thing Martha is can do is just go to sleep because she's exhausted. She's not. She can't lay in her bed and meditate about the Word of God, like like Mary can. And Mary's focus was eternal, because God's Word is eternal. You know, I just I was thinking about this last week, where I remember our our membership meeting when we met um, with. uh, Pastor Doug and and Banu, and we talked about how in our old church, you know, we served in this ministry, and we did that, and we did that. We did a lot of serving in our old church. We sure did, and I, I, you know, they kind of looked at us, and I think the point that he made to us, and I'm going to paraphrase him here because I don't have a quote, but he, he says, we don't work it that way here, and, you know, we don't want our members to 
burn out while serving. And I know at that moment when Pastor Doug said that, it was music to my ears because I knew that in our old church, we were doing a lot of serving, a lot of serving, a lot of serving. And I remember at one time I said to Mike, you know, I can't just serve. I need to sit down and I need to listen to the word. And I made a conscious decision at that time to sit at least one service to listen to the word. And that was really the priority in our church. And they wanted us to get the word of God, to hear it, to meditate on it. Because sitting at God's feet is the most important thing. Which brings us to the next question. What distracts us from our relationship with Jesus? Sometimes we can be doing a lot of activity for Jesus, yet miss him completely. And that brings us right back to our friend Martha. Okay, Martha was doing a lot of activity for Jesus. It was mostly cooking and cleaning and serving, and she missed him completely. Right. Think about this. How many people actually ever had the opportunity to have Jesus in their house, to hear him preach the gospel, to hear him tell the truth right right from, from the, the source, and yet she was so busy doing all these activities, she, she missed him completely. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, you know, she didn't love him. It doesn't mean that, you know, she was a bad Christian or anything like that. She just had her priorities in the wrong spot. And that brings us to our next point, how worldly tasks can divert our thoughts from him. Let's think about worldly tasks, babe. And I know that, you know, we all get caught up. with We're, we're in the world, so let's think about some things that can, can get in the way of us spending time with God, such as TV, okay? We have TV. Cell phones. We have social media. Cell phones. <laughs> we have, um, you know, Cell like phones. talking on the phone, <laughs> gossiping, you know, doing things like that. That's taking time away from, you know, sitting down with Christ. I know that you could read your Bible on your cell phone. I, I have four Bible apps on my cell phone. Okay, but how much time do you spend reading the Bible on your cell phone as opposed to doing other things? So really, how much time do you have in the day? 24 hours. We all have 24 hours a day. So what are you doing with those 24 hours a day? If you just take off the hours, if you work, is one thing, okay? So that's how many hours already? Eight. Eight. How many hours do we sleep? Hopefully eight. Okay, so that's 16, right? Right. So what are we left with? Not much. <laughs> okay, so not much. So I think that if, if we really are intentional, we have to really, as Christians, take that time to really... Devote a lot of it to Christ. Right, and it should be most of it, okay? And and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, live our lives and, and, and go out to dinner and go on a date or spend time with family. That's not what I'm saying. Again, I'm talking you just, about... You have wasting. to be like Mary, right. and you have to intentionally... Devote your time to God. Right. We can't waste our time on stuff that's worldly. Right. And you have to worry about things that are in the world. And we also have to worry about things like work and family and friends. Because that comes into play. You know what I'm saying? We all have family. We all work. Some of us do and some of us don't. And I know for me with my job, my job is very taxing. I know that. Okay? And for you as well, babe. It's very taxing. Yeah. But what I've found is a good way to devote some time to God while you're working is to always have him in the center of it. So situations are always going to come up for us when we're at work, mm -hmm. where we start to uh, get in our flesh. And that's a good time to go to the Lord in prayer. So any type of situation you encounter during the day can be remedied 
by simply praying, asking God for help, asking God for advice, asking God for endurance to get through things. And that's just keeping God in your space during the day. And I know for me, I am just blessed that I have my own office. And sometimes I just go in, I close the door, and I'll just read a verse, or I'll just sit there and I'll pray, or I'll just sit there and I meditate. And that's keeping God in my alignment during my day right well I do I drive a lot for work mm -hmm. so I spend a lot of time praying when I'm driving to work in the morning I have 45 minutes and as soon as I get in the truck I start praying think about it babe back before you wasn't saved what did you do with that 45 minutes I listen to sports on the radio <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that's one of those distractions that that yeah. God has taken away from me and I I really praise him for that right so how can we balance fulfilling our tasks and responsibilities without allowing them to distract us from God? Babe, why don't you talk a little bit about how you do it? For me, I love serving on the welcome team in our church. I greet people when they come in, and then I hear Mike saying, it's game time, and that means it's time to go and prepare myself to hear God's word. And that's what we're talking about, you know, just being very mindful that God's word is the priority. No matter what you do, you know, in our walk, that's the priority. Right. And I'm on the welcome team also. So, again, Luis and I are responsible for, you know, being at the door before the service starts. And sometimes it gets a little chaotic out there. There's a lot of people that like to hang around and talk and greet each other and fellowship. But, you know, 1030 rolls around real fast. And that means it's time for the service to start. So I want to get everybody inside so that they don't miss out on anything. And I also encourage, you know, all the people on the welcome team, you know, some of us have to stay at the door a little longer after the service start because, you know, sometimes people come in a little late and you want to still greet them. You don't want them to walk into uh, an empty vestibule. But I do encourage everybody on the team to make sure that they take part in the service, that they go in and be part of the worship, that they go in and hear God's word being preached, and that they get filled up because that's why we're there. And at that point, I'll usually just go stand at the back door of the sanctuary, and I stand back there for the first two worship songs. And once that's happened, I quietly stroll in and go down and take my seat next to my wife because that's where I belong. So in conclusion, we are going to ask you to consider the same question. How can you find the same balance in your life? And I'll finish it off with a scripture, and it comes from Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. It says, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity today to be used as your vessel to speak your word. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to lead us and your grace and mercy to see us through. My only desire from this episode is for our brothers and sisters to find balance between serving and spending time at your feet. May your kingdom advance and you will get all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it, brothers and sisters. The music signals the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. We are grateful for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support us by subscribing to this podcast through our website at jtepodcast.org. While you are at the website, please leave us a comment or question and check out our social media pages. Again, that's jtepodcast.org. So God willing, we will see you right back here next time. 
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.